Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Intentional Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Cresta. As usual, I'm joined by my husband, Justin. Hey, guys. Uh, this is a podcast where you talk about ways that you can strengthen your relationship. You can join us each and every week for inspiring stories, practical advice, expert tips that you can use to make your partnership even more successful. Thanks for tuning in. Justin, I don't know what we're talking about this week. What are we talking about? You don't know what we're talking about this week? No. Man. You like it. You like it that <laughs> way, though. You prefer it that way. <laughs> yes, yes. Um. So we're talking about something that, that you and I have talked about before. And uh, on our podcast or just just us, just just us. OK. And uh, so I was listening. I was, I was you know, driving today and, and I got into a little bit of a, a, a country, uh, a country. Uh, mood. Country music swing. <laughs> yeah. And and this song came up today and I thought, you know, this this would be a. a a good topic for a podcast because it does come up a lot. Um, a lot of couples deal with it. And uh, I don't know. Have you ever heard that song, uh, Then What by Clay Walker? Uh, maybe. Okay. I probably would know it if I heard it, maybe. Okay. Well, basically, it's this. It's about this guy. Um, he's, he's talking about his friend who has a good life. You know, he's got a couple kids, real nice wife, I, th- I think is one of the lyrics. And, uh, you know, just starts talking about how, you know, we're, we're always looking for something better. We're always looking for, uh, the grass is always greener on the other side, so to speak. No, no, No. our grass is horribly and it's not green. The grass is greener on the other side in our house. Our grass is a little brown. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but anyway, he starts talking about the grass is greener on the other side. Um, and, you know, if if you do end up having an affair, you're not going to be anybody anybody's going to trust, I think is how the lyrics go. Anyway, and it got me thinking that uh, one of the things that you hear a lot nowadays is, uh, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Oh, the butt. The butt. And, yeah. you know, it's so often we get we get trapped in in our emotions of of the situation and we allow our emotions to dictate the course of our life right and i thought that that would be a good topic to talk about about um whatever you're going through in life you're going to have good days you're going to have bad days you're going to have things that that get get a little bit emotional and yeah. it's an, it's it's important not to let those dictate big decisions in your life, aka right. marriage. <laughs> right. Well, well, I I live emotionally, and you live logically. So for us, it's kind of like this this balanced. It it works well for us because we are. I mean, I would say almost on extreme opposite ends yes. of that spectrum. <laughs> I cry <laughs> about anything and everything. I can be angry and cry (laughs) and you think I'm crazy. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so what got me thinking about that is so often nowadays we, we let feelings and emotion. I mean, just look at our political spectrum, whatever side you're on, 
There's good sides. There, there's good people on both sides. There's bad people on both sides. And so many people are letting their emotions dictate their responses to things. And you, you, you've heard this said, you can look at studies, but you cannot be emotional and logical at the same time. Your brain just doesn't work that way. And one of the things that you really need to pay attention to in marriage is don't let, don't let your, don't get caught up in your emotions. And that's not to say emotions are bad because that's not what I'm saying at all. Right. What I'm saying is we too often get caught up in our emotions and you've heard me, you, in fact, we were having this discussion the other day, you were talking about an individual and you're like, they are, they have no emotion. And I was like, they're an extremely <laughs> emotional person. And you're like, they never cry. I was like, they just don't have a heart. She or they don't no have a heart. heart. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but she is angry all the time. Right. And you're like, yeah, she is. And I was like, she's extremely angry all the time. And you're like, yeah, yeah, she is. And just because she doesn't show emotion the way that you show emotion, she is just as emotional as you. Just it, it, it manifests itself in a different way. And I think what happens in marriage is we get stuck in these ruts, good, bad, or otherwise, um, usually bad, but we get stuck in these ruts. And somebody says, and this is outside of an affair, outside of, of uh, something external, but we just get yeah. stuck, in, stuck in the marriage and we're like, you know what? We, we've become friends. We've become roommates. roommates. I just, you know, I, I love this person. They're a good person, but I'm not in love with them anymore. And what they're saying in reality is they still love you. So they, there's still feelings there, you know, yeah. however, however you want to dice that up, there's still feelings there. But what they're telling you is there's no longer that emotional high. There's no longer that lust for desire. There's no longer that lust for adventure. There's, the there's not the spark, that emotional high that we get when relationships are new. Right. And so what I would challenge our listeners to is if that's something you're feeling in the marriage, that's not a bad thing. It is a good thing because now you know there's something to go work on to rekindle that. And you know that you're feeling something. It's, yeah, it's you know not you're feeling dead. something. Yeah, it's, because it's you, not dead. You care for this person. You know, it, it's what we always say is when a when a marriage is in trouble is when there is zero emotion. You know, yeah. It, it, if your wife, if, if you're trying to save your marriage as a guy and your wife's getting mad at you, that's a good thing. You need to work to fix it, and there is a lot of work ahead of you. But right. that is a good thing because she still has, she is still emotionally engaged in the relationship, not the way you want her to be. Right. She's still. It, it's when there's zero reaction to anything. Yes. Is yeah. Is when you kind of are at a point where, you know, I don't know that there's a turning back. Yeah. And let's be clear. This is not a one-time instant where your wife is no. just completely indifferent to you. This is a, <laughs> right. a long-standing pattern Ongoing. Of, of, of just complete indifference where there is mm -hmm. literally no emotion. Um, but if she's mad at you, if she's yelling at you, because sometimes as men, when we mess up, 
our wives have a right to be angry with us, a right to be uh, to lash out at us. And it's our job to stay strong and to realize that, that we have made mistakes, you know, and the same goes true for wives. If, right. if the wife was in the wrong, you know, don't be upset if your husband or your wife gets upset at you after you're trying to repair this. That is a natural human reaction. If you come to me and tell me you've done, you've done something wrong and I'm upset or I'm happy or if I'm showing some emotion, I care about you still and I care about the relationship. And the fact that I'm upset is because that you, you maybe hurt me. Maybe you, you've done something to, to lose a little bit of trust, um, that there's something there. But I care enough that I'm upset. I care enough that I'm mad. And you've got to let me go through that healing process. Or I've got to let you go through that healing process. And sometimes that means being lashed out at. And again, right. this needs to be done in a healthy context. Um, we're not talking, you know, it, it doesn't need to be done unhealthy. And it needs to be done in the right context. If, if you've got your, like, 8 and 10-year-old sitting there on the couch with you, like, Restrain yourself. <laughs> it's probably not the best time. But that's something to to keep in mind that, okay, I'm going to go tell my wife I did that. this. I really messed up. She's going to be upset. And allow her to be upset. Allow her to express what she's feeling because that means she cares about the relationship. Yeah, let that be the switch in your mind that says, oh, they do still care. Yes. And, you know, Crest and I, you can go back and listen to a pre, pre previous episode of, of, you know, we talk about a date night to kind of rekindle some things. And, you know, we talk about some other other things you can do to, to start repairing some of the brokenness in a relationship. Right, and that's sometimes a good time to break that out. Yeah. You know, grab that 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 intimate date night and and go do that, you know, and again, if. If you're repairing a marriage, you know, you may not experience that physical, uh, that physical intimacy as far as lovemaking or having, you know, uh, but making you might, love with. Right, but you, you might get that emotional intimacy. You'll get that emotional intimacy and you're going to start laying the framework to rebuilding. Right. And, you know, it's, it's just about that, that, that reconnection, because a lot of times when you're in love with somebody or you love them, but you're not in love, you, you need to get that emotional connection back. Um, so I'm, can I, can I throw a, a little bit of a challenge to people? Um, because it, it's already been said a couple of times. Uh, my challenge is to, uh, when you're in that position, uh, be careful what you say. Mm-hmm. There should not be any buts in, I love you. I mean, and, and, you know, Justin, I've, I've told you this story before I was in a relationship before, um, some things happened and I, I sat him down and had a conversation and he said, I love you, but I said, that's all I need to know. We're done. And, and that mm-hmm. was, that was that it, it was, right. there should not be a, but it's, I love you. And this is where my mind is. You should never say, I love you, but because the, but says, I don't love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kinda, that's my thing is think about what you say before you say it. It kind of negates everything you said before that. Right. You know. And what I would what I would recommend people do is start to practice that because that's something press press and I do. And yes. 
you know, sometimes like when, when we first started in our relationship, that was part of my vocabulary, kind of the way I spoke sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a, it wasn't to negate things, but what I was telling Cresta was everything I've said beforehand, disregard and just listen to this, this part. That's not my intent. That's not what I was trying to say, but that's how she was understanding it. And she had a very good point there was, well, all that stuff is kind of invalid because you said you prefaced it with, but, you know, yep. I like your house, but I wouldn't buy it in this neighborhood. I like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, right. and it was, it, it was really important. And it was something that, um, something that I had to think about for a bit. And it was a very good, uh, a good point. And it, again, it's something that we carry on to today that my love for her is unconditional. There's no buts in there. There's no, if this and that there's no expectations, I love you. And whatever comes our way, we're going to deal with. That doesn't mean everything's easy. That doesn't mean that we don't have disagreements. That doesn't mean that you know, we, we don't have, you know, fights and things like that. It means I love you and whatever we're dealing with, we're going to get past. That's how you need to, that's how you need to frame it. The, the, the wording right there that, that Justin just used, um, I love you and we're going to do this or, Mm -hmm. and we're going to look at it this way or that that's how you have to frame it. Yeah. And one thing, that I would recommend people don't say is I love you, but you need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> calm down. I was, I, everybody knows I was a 911 dispatcher and the words calm down is going. If, and I didn't know pre when I was a dispatcher, I didn't know it, as far as how that goes over in marriage. I heard, but <laughs> if you tell somebody to calm down, it is going to make it so much worse. Absolutely. You can tell them, uh, I need you to take a deep breath. <laughs> but yes, there's no but you need to calm down. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I got I got I got a few tips. So if you're on the receiving end of I love you but or I'm in I love you but I'm not in love with you. First thing you need to do is is accept that that's the way your partner feels. Yes. It's it's not how they're going to feel in two weeks, ten weeks, a year down the road. But today, right now, that's how that's how they're feeling, and accept that and be okay with that, and understand right. that you've got some work to do at this point. Still care, next, still care, <laughs> still, still care. love them, <laughs> still pour into your marriage. the The next thing I would recommend you do is just start having little touch points throughout the day. Yes, that helps everything. It does. And here's how I would recommend you do those touch points. Is let them know what you appreciate about them. Just if you notice them take out the trash, if they cooked dinner for you and the family last night, just say, hey, I appreciate, I noticed you cooked dinner last night, and I really appreciate that you do that for our family. Mm-hmm. If it, if if you're a stay-at-home mom or maybe a stay-at-home dad and they're the ones working, hey, I really appreciate you getting up every morning and going to work and providing for our family. That right. that's all it needs to be. Do not I, think I told you that a few hours ago. I, I, I think you did. <laughs> I know you did. Um 
Do not write the texts, and I would recommend doing a text. That way, if they're busy, they're going to see it later. Um, that way, there's no frustration if somebody can't answer a call. Yeah, be patient with it. Be because patient they, with it. A lot of the times, they have a job, too. Yeah, and what I would recommend you do is for 30 days, just drip these in, just one mm -hmm. or two a day, um, and be looking for the things that are, are positive in your relationship and thank them for it. Two things I, I would uh, say to this though, do not expect a response. Do right. not send it hoping that they're going to say thank you. Do not send it hoping they're going to respond. Just send it to them. Well, we, we are in a mindset class. And what, mm -hmm. what was the, the theme of it the other day? No expectations. No expectations. Yeah. Yep. And after you do this for 30 days with no expectations, no, don't even mention that you've sent it at the end of the day. Hey, did you get my text? Nothing like that. Uh, specifically about this text, obviously there may be things you need to follow up on, but it, as far as these texts go, don't, don't, it, don't have any expectations. Just send them. I think, the, I think Justin has a couple of emails that he's never seen from me. Because I didn't uh, have those, I, I didn't have those expectations. I just sent something. One was mid-May, right? I don't remember. Probably. Yeah, I just saw it like two days ago. <laughs> and it was way out of context to, to where we are today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, I'm horrible at checking emails on my personal. Yes, you account. are. But um, yeah, that that's that's you know to your point though. Like mm -hmm. you don't have to tell them, Hey, go check your text message. Hey, go check your email. Just if right. they got it, they got it. If they haven't seen it yet, they might see it a month and a half later. Yeah. And another thing to keep in mind, one of the reasons you don't want to have expectations is because maybe they don't know what to say. Right. Maybe Sometimes it's, not... it's overwhelming what you've said to them. Yeah. Either um, good, good, bad, or otherwise, it could be very yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. And depending on where you are in your marriage, mm -hmm. uh, maybe they're like, this asshole don't care, you know, like, and, and that's, that's the reason for the consistency in it. Right. So that's if you're on the receiving end. Now, if, if that's the way you feel towards your spouse, I would have you do the same thing, but don't send it to them. Grab a journal, whether it's on your phone, whether it's handwritten on your computer, wherever, grab a journal and do the same thing. What are you, you thankful for? You can text yourself too. You I text, text myself yourself. notes all the time. Yeah, you could text yourself. That's, that's another good idea. But do it somewhere where at the end of 30 days, you can go back and, and read all the things that, that your spouse has done that you're thankful for. And if you're in that position, it's going to be hard. So you're actually going to have to look. But, isn't but by that the end of the 30 days, it should be easier. It will naturally get easier. Yes. Yep. So it's called a thankful journal, uh, you know, things you're thankful for. But just keep that. And watch the way your attitude changes. Watch the way your, your feelings for them change. And what's right. going to happen at the end of the 30 days is I would encourage you to give it to them because even though <coughs> 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 I 
Die quieter. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to them because even though. Yeah. So at the end of 30 days, give it to them because even though you haven't maybe said those words to them, they're definitely feeling that. And for you, and for you to come and give that to them is going to be a huge encouragement to them. It's going to let them know you still care about the relationship. Very much. And so I I think whatever side you're on, one, you're going to need to send it to them. Um, And the other, you're just going to keep keep it for yourself if that's the way you're feeling. Um, And then just watch the change in your marriage. Um, and, And again, start small. Don't expect big changes the first week, the second week. But just notice little changes. You know, we've talked about the compound effect before. And right. little changes over a long period of time equal big changes. Mm-hmm. And so what this is going to do is this is going to redirect your mindset if that's the way you're feeling. And if if that's the way your spouse is feeling, it's going to start changing them too. Because what they're going to quickly realize is that in everybody who has been in their 30s and 40s trying to date knows this. There's not a lot of good people out there. Most of them are married. And so when they actually start looking at the dating pool and you start doing this, they're going to realize that the best thing they have is right there at home. The pool is contaminated. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... So that's our recommendations. If 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 you hear those those dreaded words, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Or if you're feeling that, um, just understand there is hope for your marriage. Uh, yes. It's it's not a lost cause. Um, I I don't think there are very few marriages, um, and usually there's extenuating circumstances that can't be saved. But for the most part, most marriages are 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 definitely able to be saved. Um, and you know, a lot of people think, well, it, it takes two. Well, really it starts with one. Yes. Yes. Cause if one is putting in effort, the other one's going to see that and feel that. Yes, definitely. So yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to add? And no, just in, encourage, I, I want to encourage people to, to think before they, before they speak again. Um, and it's not just in using the word, but. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of in every conversation you have, don't, especially if there's any possible negativity, you have to think before you speak. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I yeah. have. Be intentional with your words. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep. So if you're ready to take the next step toward having a more intentional and healthy relationship with your partner, uh, then marriage coaching is a perfect investment. You can start today by scheduling a free 30-minute breakthrough session with myself and Justin. Um, This is where we can sit down, kind of discuss what's going on and come up with a plan moving forward. Uh, We also have a free three-day mini course. Um, So reach out to us. Let us know if you want to check that out. Um, with our help, you will find the tools uh, necessary to create a healthier and more fulfilling future together. Um, don't forget to hit like, subscribe, go check us out on our socials. Um, 
send us a message. We're waiting for we're waiting for you to send us a message. Um, and otherwise, just have a great time and we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>